righty. Welcome back to We Were Gamers, episode 349. I am JJ and joined by my illustrious co-host, Michael. Hey, friends. Uh, Andy remains on assignment. Uh, he'll be back one of these days. Um, he is. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow a joke I heard over the weekend and say that he is buried under a Kanye's publicist size workload. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's very, very busy. So uh, we are going to just let him work through all of that and he'll join us back on here sooner or later, I'm sure. Yes, we look forward to it. Yes, we do. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you get Michael and I, and I think that that's still pretty good as things go. We will hold it down the best we can. Yes. Uh, and I think we'll start with something that is unique to you and you and I, Michael. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, I think, right? On I think, on, I think we have. Yeah. You and I are aficionados of crossword puzzles. That we are. And specifically the New York Times crossword puzzle. Yes, in convenient app form now. Yeah, which I will uh, go ahead and admit, uh, I have now done probably thousands more crossword puzzles on the app than I ever have <laughs> in paper. To the point where like, I've internalized the logic for when to tap and wh what grid position it's going to move to next. And then when I have to like go back and fix stuff, I'm annoyed all the time. <laughs> hey, crossword puzzles, even in, with new technology, they're still making cr making us crotchety. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they are. So you've got to be close or have you already passed the, the big milestone? So, yes, I am about two weeks, two weeks or three weeks past completing the puzzle every day for a year. Yeah, 365 will now probably 380 or something days. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. It is a lot. And I think people think like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. But really, it's not that big of a time commitment. No, especially not, you know, Monday through Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I would definitely say like Monday, Tuesday is like max 20 minutes. And, you know, Wednesdays, Thursdays are variable, but you're probably looking at under a half hour. And then the weekend, good luck, man. Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. they go easy and it's no problem and you're out of there in 30, 40 minutes. Other times it's over an hour and you're just what stuck. What is this puzzle? Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, too, because I think, and I don't know if this is something that has changed, but I think that growing up, so I got into crossword puzzles as a kid. Um, oh, interesting. I would start because my dad would do, every day, he would do the jumble that was in the, the paper. And so I started as a kid doing that with him. And then I moved from there. I think I moved into crosswords first and then tacked on Sudoku when that became a thing that got published in the paper every day as well. Um, but I always remember that the thing, um, the, the like pinnacle of being a, a crossword puzzle solver was being able to do the Sunday puzzle. Like yeah. The entire week built to Sunday and then on Monday it would get easy again and start over. But Seemingly with these with the New York Times puzzles, at least uh, recently, it's the Saturday puzzle that is the, the challenging one. Yeah, I think the thing that's that's this, that's about the Sunday puzzle is the Sunday puzzle is like twice as big or something in terms of squares as the 
it's just a bigger puzzle, right? Yes, it always has been. So that's the thing that's different about it. It's not necessarily more difficult. I agree with you that it seems like Saturday is typically the one that has been recently, anywho, the most obscure and the most like difficult clues. And also like maybe it's part of the construction too. Like they just put weirdly constructed ones on Saturdays, ones where you really have to get like big long clues without any like, you know, smaller blocks of of answers that you can fill in. Right. And so you just get some where it's like here's just a a bare grid of 10 by 10 effectively, <laughs> right? And it's just like, you know, one or two little dots thrown in there and it's just like Hope you can get some of these long ones because you're not going to get any crosses. Yeah. How's your African geography, JJ? Do you know where uh, Guinea-Bissau is now? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I got Guinea-Bissau in that puzzle that you're talking about, but I had no idea how to spell it. And so the oh, entire no. <laughs> time was me like finding mistakes in my spelling of Guinea-Bissau. And I knew that was the answer. But I didn't know if any of my spelling was right. And so it was just as bad as me not knowing. (laughs) Right. Worse in some ways because it tricked me for a long time. Yeah, it leads you down dead end paths. Like, yes, could I have just Googled how to spell Genie Basso to be sure that I was right? Like, I could have, but I didn't, right? Yeah, (laughs) man. Uh, I've learned a lot about uh, certain musicians. Uh, Brian Eno, I know a lot now. Uh Um, uh, Edda James. Oh, yeah. Love, love and Edda James. L- liked Edda James before anyway, but like now, definitely know a lot about Edda James. <laughs> uh, it, this is just like weird crossword knowledge that you pick up from playing, specifically the New York Times one. I follow a streamer online who sometimes plays the Los Angeles Times. And okay. let me go ahead and tell you. I don't like their clues. <laughs> uh, just, you know, like, you know, when you play crossword puzzles enough, you just like learn stuff that's like crossword ease, you know? Yeah. And so like I'm able to like, you know, the the streamer is stuck and like try to think out loud like stuff that could go into these squares. I'm like, oh, I know what goes here. But then like they're long clues. They have a, uh, I don't know, a, a, a style or a a grammar or something about them that like makes it hard for me to figure out what they mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I'm sure if I played that one a bunch, I would learn that too, but because I only play the New York one, New York times one, I just don't have that, that knowledge. Yeah. There's definitely a style to writing crossword clues in like for people who are interested in playing them, which I, I think is, it's very, it's way more approachable. I think than people think, but you really do kind of have to commit to doing them every day to like learn all the tricks so that you can get better at doing them. Right. And if you want to if you want to ease into it, you could do something like do the crosswords several Mondays in a row. And yeah. when that starts to feel easy, add in Tuesdays. Yeah, definitely. But you have to keep doing them rep- repeatedly because otherwise you don't learn the tricks, right? Or the like right. the stuff that and then as you go on in the week, you have to learn that, like, hey, they're going to be introducing a lot more wordplay. They're going to be using alternate meanings of these words. They're going to be using things that, like, this is a metaphor for something, basically. Right? Right. You, know, like, you, you learn what you learn how they use question marks because it's very specific in crossword puzzles. Or, like, or what a word in parentheses. Means. Yeah, yeah. Or italics. Exactly. And all these things have, like, different meanings in crossword ease. 
than they would in just normal, you know, standard English. Um, I think when I, when someone finally told me what the deal was with parentheses, I was like, oh, you sort of like intuit it sometimes, especially in the easier puzzle days. Right. And you don't think about the parentheses a lot. And then later, though, if you get like one of the ones with the parentheses on a hard day, you're actually like super welcome <laughs> where you're like, oh, yes, thank you. Like the parentheses makes it so that I can understand this clue sometimes. Yes. If you want to say, um, gosh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. But basically the word in parentheses goes with the clue and also with the answer. So if it's like word A parentheses with then your answer is going to be answer with, right? You have to have the with after the answer also. Right. It's just like those little, like little tips there. Um, I don't know, like little pieces of yeah lingo, I guess. And I'm not quite at the one year yet, but we're getting close. We're getting close. I think today was uh, three something. Okay. Yeah. You can see it from there. Yep. I just have to not screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say, say that I. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I really like that the the app and being able to do puzzles in the app gives the puzzle makers a little more room to be creative with their puzzle design. How so? Because when you're writing when you're writing a paper puzzle, there's only so much that you can ask the the person who's sitting down with their their pencil or you know those people who do it in pen. Uh, to do within the confines of a box, right? Mm. That is a, a fixed size on a, on a piece of paper. Whereas, uh, just to take an example, the Rebus feature on the app yeah, that lets you put an entire word, you know, five or six letters into a box, and then it just shrinks it down for you to a, a readable size that is... Well, it, tr it to tries to be readable. <laughs> sure, yeah. But within, yeah, that, within reason, that is true. And I think it's one of those things where people don't, uh, you know, this is something that maybe, and, and I know I've talked about this with people in the past and they're like, I hate this, but it is, uh, you talked about the rebus specifically. I think that's a thing people don't realize is allowed. It was like even yeah. an option. I think it's just something that you kind of have to learn. It's I don't think I ever, I was ever told it or read it anywhere. I think it just, I was doing a puzzle. And I thought, this is the word that has to go here. You, you look at this clue and you're like, the answer is this. I know. Like, it has to be. And they give you four boxes for the six-letter word. Right. And so you fill in around it and you, re you either get all the other letters on either side of the box or you figure out the word that crosses that particular box and think, oh, the same combination of letters is shared between these two words. Yep. I think that's how I got them, like, or the first few times that I've started noticing them. Um, and then, you know, I feel as I've played more and more, you start to notice patterns where rebuses are going to show up. It's like, okay, this is like a complicated clue, but the boxes are not very long. And the crossing clue is also complicated. Right. And you're like, all right, something is happening here. And then it's always just a question of like, well, which letters are part of the thing? And then it's like, who knows, man? You know, that's yeah, that's the game. Once you recognize it, it's like, OK, what's what's the word or what's the, the gimmick here? Yeah. And I'm sure that'll be something that'll, again, become more and more clear as I do more of these. 
But it's definitely one of those where you're like, okay, I'm looking at this. I I think I know what's going on, maybe. But yeah, not not always. And I will say, and to their credit, they don't do this all the time, right? It's fairly rare. And it doesn't usually happen on like Mondays and Tuesdays. Usually you're talking the harder puzzles in the week. Yeah, but they still don't clue you in that it's happening. Yeah, that's the other thing is there's no like outward sign that it is like that, right? Yeah, I am. It has become a fun activity for my wife and I to just sit and like work on them together, especially the ones on the weekends, man. <laughs> yeah, they're so hard sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need you need to bounce ideas off someone or just take a break. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, especially when the like the Sunday puzzle, which is there's just more clues. It just helps to have people who just know random stuff. And yeah. stuff outside of your personal experience or my personal experience can be super helpful. You know, it's like if there's a Greek letter, I go ask her. She knows all of them cold, right? <laughs> if there's a, like, you know, country music question, well, she has a better chance than me anyway. <laughs> you know, you know, right. questions about TV, questions about movie stars and stuff like that. I, more likely she would know than I would. And so it's just good to have that sounding board. I find that a fun activity to just sort of sit there together and, like, work on the crossword. In that instance, maybe it would be nice to have a piece of paper that we could both look at together rather than having to look at an app. But sure, yeah, you make it work. Yeah, I like that too. the The rollover is tied to the well. The rollover is tied to weird times, but I think they're they're tied to East Coast times. So yes. we get new puzzles around dinner time out here, uh, which is nice because I do like I'll do them in the evenings, and for mm -hmm. ones that are trickier. Sometimes I'll just I'll put it down and go to bed and come back to it the next morning and, you know, fresh eyes. Yeah, I'm typically doing them in the mornings, but definitely have started at night before. I believe uh, it's 10 p.m. Eastern on weekdays and on weekends. It's some other time Eastern earlier. I think it's 6 p.m. OK, but it definitely happens that like on the weekends, you know, you'll be in the middle of the afternoon. It's like, oh, crossword puzzle. <laughs> yep. Um, sometimes if you're, if we're sitting, it happens mostly when we're like sitting around watching baseball, which is a show that you don't need to be deeply actively paying attention to at every at bat. Um, and that sometimes can last for hours and crossword puzzle will be there for you in the middle of that day. Sometimes in time to, yeah, fill in some of those holes. Yeah. I wouldn't do that on, um, on a, when actually attending a game, but definitely I think, uh, watching from home, that's a. Crossword puzzle in your, or phone games in general can be a good time waster for that stuff. And speaking of phone games, uh, we're you're still in the uh, the throes of the Octopath, right, Michael? I am. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to. I think they're supposed to be unveiling a new roadmap sometime soon. Nice. Yeah. Let us know what the uh, the next four months hold. But. And uh, there was a, there was an announcement made with the yeah. update this past week. I'm very uh, curious we about this. To, we wanted to get into, so uh, let me find it just so I can uh, I can read it out a little bit here, and then we can we can parse what it means. So normally, when they do the updates, they give you the whole long list of uh, patch notes for the bugs that they fixed and the new content that they've added since the since the last update. Uh, but there was a different message from the developers this time around, and it said, 
it has come to our attention that certain users have violated the terms of service by collecting data of unreleased game assets and info to share publicly. Please be advised that we will suspend the accounts of users who violate the terms of service. So on one thing, that's like, of course, they would suspend people that violate their terms of service, right? That's like... Sure, that's not, that's not anything new. That's a right. generic statement that companies make all the time. But the way they said that, it sounded like they were really interested in like people not knowing in advance stuff that they had already put into the game. Right. Which or, is definitely a thing that people do all the time. Yes. Right? Um, there is even a word for it. Data mining, for those who aren't familiar. Yeah. And so I, I, I think you and I have been the recipient of data mined information without knowing, right? Probably. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, because it shows up, you know, there's a, uh, there is a, a discord, um, that is heavily trafficked by the game community. Uh, and some of that, some of the information from there spills its way over onto the Reddit page. Uh, and so we'll get sort of hints about upcoming characters or um, upcoming content that's getting added to the game. And it never it never feels all that much, um, but it's right. it's just nice to have a couple of days heads up sometimes about, oh, this character is coming. Well, do I want to spend? Do I want to save? Are they worth it? I feel like that's the crazy thing to me is that like it's not like they're planning to change it or like this is stuff they're never planning to add. It's just like people finding out what they're going to do a few days in advance and somehow this is bad. It's like, oh, ne for the next two weeks, the released units are going to be this person. And then the week after that, it'll be this person. And then there's going to be a banner that looks like this. And this is illegal information somehow, despite the fact that they could just send it on their social media and then it would be perfectly available to everyone. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. And, you know, it would be one thing if this were a game where they were putting out brand new content for the global version, but they're not. Right. They're basically just repackaging the content that was released months and months ago for the Japanese version of the game and putting it out on a, a more rapid schedule sure but it's not new right and like oh okay they've they've updated the skills of travelers a few times right so that they are slightly different right yeah here and there but it, yeah in, infrequently firstly and secondly it doesn't change that much right it's like oh this person now has a three hit attack instead of a two hit attack okay no one's world has been changed by this right yeah or, oh, their their magic stat is higher now. Okay, well, like maybe that makes them worth using. That's like something we could consider if this was given to us like in deep advance, which it never seems to be. And so then somehow it's illegal for us to say that like, oh, this is the character that's coming next week. What? <laughs> yeah. You know, and they don't ever seem to be upset with like people posting the oh here's the map of the area that's going to come out here's the you know where every uh farmable boss is here's all the weaknesses they're going to have you know here's basically exactly how to beat this whole area that's okay because we just look over at like the japanese version and be like it's going to be exactly like this so we're just going to do that right yeah that's no that's fine but you looked ahead one week in the the prize gotcha machine and therefore 
no no like yeah i just i wonder what kind of an appetite they're going to even have to enforce this yeah that's got to be the other thing right because what is the you know look maybe people are out there doing nefarious stuff that we don't know about i suppose that's certainly possible right and people that cheat should probably be banned although who are they hurting in a single player game yeah in this case i I don't know that there's there's really you know a victim of the the quote-unquote crime yeah it's like oh they're they're spending less money i guess somehow and that makes the company a victim i don't even that's kind of a stretch right if they're 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 cheating locally somehow on their phone is that hurting anyone i don't i don't know that it is right so i i that's a stretch even and so what's the harm like who's being injured here it's again this isn't a game that has like pvp this isn't a game that really has ways for you to interface with other people i guess the races for the what was the you just did one of these right the arena oh, the cup races for the arena yeah i just did the one for yanni so i guess if there's some kind of way to cheat that system so that you could get like you know win every time or something that would be a something to be concerned with but then wouldn't everyone have access to that same kind of cheating in which case maybe it's fair i don't know theoretically yeah it levels the playing field yeah so i i'm i I struggle to find what purpose making a statement like this would have other than like, yes, of course, you're going to enforce your terms of service. People that are, you know, illegally hacking things into the game to try and cheat the system or something, I guess, if that's against the terms of service, you can ban them. But also, how would you know it's a single player game? And even if you did know, who are they hurting? Like, yeah, just a weird, weird situation overall. Yeah. I don't know. And it's it's especially weird having come to this game from playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper because in that game it you know it ran seven and a half years and regularly uh, they they put out updates in in bigger sizes for that game so big updates would come like every 3 months. But without fail when an update would land someone would go in and mine the entirety of the update they would pull all the image assets um anything that was being released and it would all get dumped online and never was a single word said about assets being shared ahead of time or you know people digging into the code to see what they could find so it just seems a little out of left field yeah, like, what are, are people taking the character sprites out of this and, like, using them for stuff? I, I just don't know what... Is it bad if they get the sprites out of the game and use them to make a wiki about the game? Doesn't this doesn't that just help people? Like, I, I think so. I can't like, think of... You know, I can't it, think of it, what bad... You know, like, what nefarious use is there? I guess, like, you know, you, you literally copyright infringe and copy their game, right? Right. Okay, that's... That seems probably bad. Yeah. The only the only thing that I could maybe think of would be someone, you know, who has a professionally managed like YouTube channel um, uses the content to gain more clicks and thereby earns more money. Yeah, I guess that's But it's not like they wouldn't put out the same video as soon as the content released anyway. So Right, that's the thing is like how can you, you know, oh the this data miners saw this stuff early and therefore, 
it's bad, never mind that it'll be out in two weeks anyway, and they could just do it legitimately. I don't know, very strange, that whole thing. Uh, I guess it's worth uh, checking in and finding out what people are up to. So what is your, you said you did the the Yunny Cup uh, a bit ago. What's been your, I know the new con, the, uh, the new Bestower chapter released, I assume you got through that. Yes, yeah, um, that was really good. So we're starting to come to... Uh, the end of the new, the three new story arcs, the bestower of uh, fame, wealth, and and power. Yeah, and this was wealth. This was wealth, so and I, it was uh, it was good. I liked, I liked the it. story. Uh, I liked. I particularly liked the boss mechanic and how they t- tied it into his name. Yeah, it was um, uh, that boss was tough, man. <laughs> I got this got. was the yeah, this was the first boss where I had to bring a different team than my my regular story adventuring team. Yeah. It, so normally the normally the team crafting has just been for, you know, arena fights or the the extra bosses. But this one, uh, you know, regular story boss, but because of the gimmick required some team crafting. And it's like, did you bring these specific weapons or elements? Better, better be yes, because otherwise you're host. Yeah, uh, yeah. I super got me the first time. It was just like I have only a couple people who can do shield damage on this. All right, well, I have like a lot of some healers. I'll just tank through it, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, spoiler alert: It went bad. We we won't talk about the the mechanic here too much, I guess, for people who want to experience it themselves. But uh, that was a tough fight, really tough. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. I think uh, I think this arc uh, and these these characters have been some of my favorite as part of this these branching storylines. Bargello and uh, what's the other guy's name? Fra and Pietro and those guys. been a good good little crew uh i liked that story i enjoyed the the wrap up here so yeah did you uh i don't i don't know it's missable because you don't have to talk to him but did you catch the one little moment where they uh they threw in your interaction with fra and he said it's not go time oh no i didn't see when was it not go time um when you're supposed to walk through the town and talk to different people before mm-hmm. coming back and reporting to Bargello mm-hmm. if you talk to Fra instead of his usual it's go time he says it's not go time. Oh man, I missed that. Cute though. Just a good little moment. I like it. Uh yeah, good little little story. I like how it wrapped up here. Uh we'll see where it goes uh from here obviously. Them rings be causing trouble, Michael. Yep, and there are several more of them out there. That that image shows a lot of them, so so we'll have to see how that all goes. Uh, spoiler: they're probably bad for us. Uh, I have been uh, trying to get through those towers. I'm not all the way done with the training tower yet. I have a few of the triple fights still left, and the what's the other one? The ultimate tower. Uh, so there's the veterans tower, which is the one you're talking about. And then there's the training tower. So, okay. The training tower is the one that has like 70 levels or whatever. Yes. With the latest update, they put out another 20 floors. Yeah. So I'm in like the mid fifties on that one or maybe upper fifties now. Okay. That's about where I am. I think I've finished 
58 or 59 on my lunch break today. Yeah, I got uh, I got owned a couple times where I didn't complete all the missions and I can I considered going back and then I was like, ah, whatever. It's like, what am I going to do with 10 more or 12 more bronze orbs or whatever? It's not necessary. Um, I did right. finally complete the upgrade for my uh, farm. Finally. Aha. There was another one of those. I feel like, is there one final one when we get to the top? Um, there's a couple more, actually. Okay. Because it's every, I want to say it's every 24 seeds that you get something like that you mm. can you can upgrade the garden and you get one per floor except every multiple of five gives you like five so gotcha so i, I just did another one today um so i'll have more of those coming whenever the garden resets um but those have been pretty challenging especially trying to do them with the, like the four party members of the certain restrictions and trying to make sure you finish with an ultimate or whatever the weird condition is. Actually, some of the toughest ones have been make sure you break someone with this specific weapon. Yeah, because there's a tendency to over damage. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I need to use my three hit axe attack in order to break. Well, it's all random target. <laughs> okay, well, I can use the two hit all axe, but then I have to like not kill the thing in between right and that's like been really tough yeah so i've i have i have a very specific team build and uh setup that i use for doing those with uh i put three characters in the front row and one in the back row and the one in the back row is a scholar with analyze mm. so every time the fight starts i get one free weakness reveal because sometimes when they're all blank, you don't know who to hit first. Right, yeah, and you can't waste your attacks. You don't have that many turns available. Exactly. I do bring Cyrus pretty frequently, so I've been getting those for free sometimes. Yes, so he's the one that I bring. But sometimes you need more, though, because you're like, okay, it revealed that they're weak to ice or whatever. And you're like, that's not really helping me. I need to break someone with axe specifically today, <laughs> right? Like, can we get the... Uh, the axe weakness here that would help me know yeah. who, who to target um but yeah the, the real problem is i have to skill down their equipment sometimes because i just kill them too fast oh yeah so that's that's the rest of my team i'll I'll pair cyrus with viola in the front row and usually swap them back and forth and then my other two characters in the front row will both be uh whatever the weakness is that i'm trying to hit and one of them has a uh, a weaker uh, weapon equipped yeah, that's been I've I've had to go find, you know, okay, I'm just gonna grab four star whoever that just has the right weapon and they're not even gonna be using skills, they're just using attack here, you know. I just yep. need I just need to get five hits, right? Someone with just enough attacks. Go. Uh yeah, that's been I've been liking that stuff. It's been, you know, breaking up the the grind a little bit in the game has been good. Yeah. I think it's a it was a really good addition to the content. Yeah, I imagine there's more of these various sorts of towers coming uh, in the future. Yeah, so the speculation is that at the end of March, um, the question mark icon that's in the bottom corner of the roadmap refers to job towers. 
Okay. Gonna have to fill me in on what that means technically. Yeah. So job towers are kind of like the veterans tower. Uh, I think there are only five floors though to each one. Maybe there are more, maybe there are 10 floors um, or there's two, two different difficulty levels, like five floors of regular and five floors of EX. But the gimmick with those is that in each one that they release, you can only bring characters who are a specific class. Mm. So for the warrior job tower, you can only bring a team full of warriors. Oh, interesting. Crazy. Yeah. I just straight up don't have enough to do some of those. Well, for a lot of them, you know, unless you unless you have a lot of characters, and even then, I don't think in the global version we have enough characters released. Uh, you're you're going to have to do four stars or maybe even a three star or two, depending. Yeah, like I I can just straight up tell you, I think I only have one four five star axe, and yeah. you know, there's a few four stars in there that I that I have, but uh, certainly they're not leveled well. And then I probably like I don't think I could even get a set of with only fours i'd have to use several threes probably yeah well there are only four fours in each job class so if you've only got two five stars then yeah you're looking at filling in those last holes with a couple of three stars interesting and you know we finally reached the point now where even like a max leveled four star is not going to be able to equip the highest level equipment right unless you've broken their their level several times yes yeah, their natural level cap is going to stop at 60. Right, and, you you know, yeah, we have, like, level 60 equipment. That's fine, but I, even my good level 60 equipment, you know, is not going to hold any, you know, if they have the battle-tested version, right, it's probably the strongest thing they can equip for a level 60. Uh, yeah, some of the, if you invest in some of the uh, the Balan weapons... Mm, okay, I haven't bought the, the craft with any the of those. Recent tree of upgrades that got released with the last uh, with the patch last week, those can get pretty strong. Mm. Should I be bothering with those? I haven't done any of them. Um, I've I've heard anecdotally that they have some situational usage. Um, especially there are ones, and I don't remember now if it's some of the armor sets or a few of the weapons that boost your speed and so if you're playing if you're manipulating characters to get a specific turn order they can be very useful yeah it can be really helpful to have certain characters act before others or i guess after as the case may be yes yeah hmm well, I don't know if I'm going to bother with that, but maybe. Yeah, up we'll to see. you. It's you know, there's not there's not a ton that you're missing out on by not not putting in the time to farm them. I do have a lot of those shards, and they're kind of just sitting around. Um, although I guess I can use those technically to buy. Um, well, no, you can't, right? Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with those shards, so I guess maybe. Use them yeah, you can either point. buy you can either buy gold or silver guidestones, or you can buy the um, what are they? The crystal of remembrance. That is right. the, the crafting material that you need for some of those weapons. Okay. Well, I got some options open to me there. Uh, you know, I'm going to change the subject slightly, but to maybe a related topic. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about data mining and we're talking about using uh, unintended mechanics. Uh, I've been playing Like a Dragon Ishin, uh in my spare time here. And uh, 
yo, it's like one of those Yakuza games, but in like 1800s Japan. Okay. Yeah. You know, the the coming of the black ships and the, the shogunate is still in charge, but clearly there's a lot of discontent and, you know, clearly the, you know, the, the Meiji restoration is coming, right? You can see it coming in the, uh, wait, Meiji restoration. Am I thinking of that? Was that world war two? Anyway, there, there's like clearly a lot of uh, discontent in the population and like the revolution is starting to brew. Um, you know, the game uses um, all this like old system of money, uh, which is like a very Japanese thing where like you earn uh, currency denominations of Rio and okay. one Rio is 10,000 mon. That's just the... You know, it's like you're gold and silver in a fantasy game, but the, the ratio is 10,000 to one for whatever reason. Sure, sure, okay. Um, and so when uh, I'm trying to play this game, like you're like, oh, I want to go to the blacksmith and craft like a new katana or uh, there are guns at this time, right? And, oh, I want to get like a new gun. Uh, that's going to be like 250 Rio. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Okay. That's uh, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I have seven. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, something, you know, is gonna need to get me from A to B. What is the what is the pathway to and to be fair, there's cheaper ones, right? I'm just looking at the like the end of the crafting list, right? It's like, okay, where do I need to get okay, right. I need to get a lot of money. <laughs> right. And we're not there yet, obviously. I'm in the earlier parts of the game. Uh, but what, how, what is the pathway to gaining this money? Where, how am I going to find all this? Right. Is it, and yes. there's a lot of upgrades in this game too. Uh, but you don't necessarily earn upgrades based exactly on money. You earn them based on, you know, using your fighting styles. Okay. So then you have to like grind a bunch in combat, I guess. And yep. then you have other, this other currency called virtue you get from like doing stuff in the world, buying and selling items, you know, talking to NPCs, completing random, like, achievements in the game, basically. So it's like, this This game just wants you to play for a long time. Okay, sounds kind of like standard RPG fare. Yeah, and the Yakuza games have had these kinds of systems before, right? The, the other thing this game also has, like the other um, Yakuza games, is tons of minigames, right? Yeah. Hey, there's a there's a mini game for your character singing, there's a dancing mini game, there's a farming mini game, and there's a chicken racing mini game. <laughs> okay. Cuz you know, this is the 1800s and I guess they raced chickens. Sure. Why not? Uh, there's no like blood sport aspect to it. There's a very neatly laid out like oval track <laughs> the chickens start in gates. And, you know, their stagger started for long distance races and lined up even for shorter distance ones. And it, you know, it's like chicken track and field, basically. Um, but every everything I read online is like chicken racing is where you make your money. And I was like, oh, OK. Uh, and you go in and it's like horse racing betting, Michael. OK. You got they got five chickens in the race. They all got names. They got odds. You can bet, you know, which chicken's going to win. They ha You can bet which chicken's going to come in first and second and third, you know, win, place, show kind of situation. Oh, yeah. And then you can bet, you know, I, I bet the chickens finish in this exact order. I bet these three in this exact order or these five in this exact order. And the odds on those are astronomical, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So apparently what people have figured out is that 
uh, actually, the returns are good enough on some of those exact bets that if you can get enough money to bet every option, you still come out ahead. Oh. Now, you know, I'm sure we could do some math here, but I'm not going to. How many options are there for three numbers in every order, right? Out of a set of five, you said? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh, several. five choose three, right? Right, yeah. five choose three. The other one is five choose five. Oh yeah. There's a lot. But the odds on that one are really good. You know, you're making like hundreds to one, right? Even and even if you bet, max bet every option, when you when one of them hits, because if you bet every option, one of them will hit, right? You're gonna make Absolutely. thousands and thousands and thousands back, right? You know, beyond your initial outlay. Yeah. So, what do you do? You know, and there is a limit to. Uh, they kind of try to limit you. There's a there's a timer before the race kicks off, so you can't just like sit around in the menu and click on everything you want all the time. The timer is counting down constantly, and when it ends, the bets stop, right? And the and the race is run, or you can start it early if you want. Sure. It. Uh... It seems like it sure would be nice if there were a way that you could automate placing your bets. Sure does, Michael. <laughs> Enter uh, the Steam input capabilities. So I don't know, folks, who... Uh, I'm playing this game on Steam. Uh, I don't know if this is possible on consoles. But I know that on Steam, uh, there's this feature called Steam Input that if you look uh, in the Steam UI, there's an option for your controller, and you can configure the controller to have the buttons do kind of whatever you want. You know, if you want to remap buttons to different things or whatever, this is supported natively through Steam as opposed to through the game or through Windows, right? Right. So I go into Steam's UI. I go... Uh, this one specifically requires... It seems like it requires you to use the menu button or one of the face buttons. You can't pick uh like if your controller has additional paddles or something it doesn't seem to work on those i tried this using one of those because like my xbox elite controller has like back paddles and i tried to set this what i'm about to talk about to one of those and that never worked for whatever reason uh -huh. but when i used the uh select button basically on the the controller it did and so oh, what, okay. what this this ui allows you to do is you go in and you you know remap the control um you know, say, okay, I want the select button to first count as a press of the A button, okay? And then you can add subcommands under it that will then say, okay, the next subcommand is it's going to count as a press of the left button, which would bring up the UI, right? Press A, it opens the UI for betting. Left goes to bet max, right? Another press of A, and then a press of down. A confirms the bet, down moves down to the next row. And so now you've basically built a script to click a row, open the box, max bet, close the box, move down, repeat. Repeat. And so, okay, well, now you can just jam this button 100,000 times, right? And that's faster than having to do this manually. Yes. But we can go even further beyond. <laughs> these, these settings also allow you to do turbo. Okay. And cause the commands to cycle automatically. Ah, uh, there we go. So you can basically turn it to auto fire and cycle 
and you know set some delays and and other various things and basically you just press this button and it will cycle through the whole menu and max bet every single option right when it hits the end you hit the button to stop it because you can toggle it on and off then you move over to the next column repeat again right again now again this is one of those things where like you know to do this scheme kind of requires a big enough initial investment right my seven rio is not cutting it here right yeah but once you get that money going, it's basically just like free real estate, you know, from then there's, you can't lose because you've bet every possible outcome and you will just win over and over and over and over and over again. Infinite cash. Basically. Yes. Uh, and then you can take that cash and go turn it into items as selling things at the various stores, which generates tons of virtue, which you can then spend on upgrading all the various things you sprint longer and bigger inventory and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then one of the things you get from upgrading that with virtue is a character at one of the shrines who sells items that level up your styles. So uh-huh. you have now unlocked all the things, <laughs> just funnel all your time and money into chicken racing and turn it into whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very fun figuring that out and getting that to work. Uh, and then figuring out how to undo it afterwards also so that like I could go back to using the map button <laughs> that I had, oh, <laughs> that I had sure, yeah. erased. Um, turns out it's not enough just to replace it back to just being the map button. You have to go into those settings and undo all those settings for like turbo and auto fire and all that stuff too, because that breaks a bunch of stuff. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that took me a while to figure out. I was like, it's just the map button. Why does it not work? Very confusing. Oops. Yeah. This feels like a, this feels like a, it would make for a fun, uh, speedrun category totally i think this is probably one of those things where like you know because again this is a single player game i'm not pvping against people the only person whose like immersion is being broken or whatever is my own for having you know 900 rio now instead of whatever right um you know i could just use cheat engine and go edit the amount of money that i have and this is like a fun in-game way to do it right Sure. Yeah, you're not you're not totally breaking the uh, the experience of the game. You're just beating it up. Yeah, and they're beat 'em up games anyway, right? It's okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and it, you know it just lets you sort of not worry about the money aspect of the game. It, it doesn't help you collect. You know, you can funnel that money into like buying items to upgrade your weapons and stuff, but it doesn't initially help you. And some of those items you can't get from stores, so that that won't help you at all, right? Oh, yeah. you, you need like you know six pieces of wild string or whatever that you can only get from drops can't help you there um and you know the fun things about these games i've always felt is the like very outlandish story and the that is continuing so um excited to keep going with that oh very cool all right um so i'll uh oh we're we're running to the end of our time but i'll pick your brain about something here jj okay yeah sure um, so I'm I'm sure that this is something that has uh, that has probably been floated around at at your workplace, um, maybe sometime in the past. But at the end of last month, our HR sent around that we were going to be doing a step challenge, forty day step challenge. Mm. So you could put together a team um, of up to five people, and there were. Uh, there's there's kind of an interesting prize structure to the whole thing. So there's a prize for the team that has 
the most steps at the end of the 40 days. Uh, but the step challenge is also a walk from Orange County to the border kind of thing. Hmm. Um, so you have um, landmarks along the way, right? So there's a, uh, oh, today you've, you've walked the equivalent of Irvine to Legoland. I see. Okay, you're talking right. virtually right. as opposed to actually. Yes. Got it. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's probably so very it, unsafe to do that walk. Oh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> I would not. Um, so yeah, the whole thing's set up virtually, it, it tracks your progress and, and how close you're getting to the goal. Um, so great, you know, um, it's kind of a fun community activity. You, you put your little team together, you're competing against the other teams in the office. How's the step count being measured? Watches or some kind of uh, So here's, here's where the wrinkle comes in. They, you, you have the choice. You can either input your steps in manually or you can tie the app that they're using, which is called Corporate Fitness, I think. Um, okay. You can tie it to a smart device. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's set up to work with, you know, any all the smart devices that are out there. So if you have a Garmin, if you have an Apple Watch, if you have a Fitbit, you can tie them all into the app. Okay. Uh, what they did not tell us ahead of time is that the app doesn't just pull your step data it also pulls your workout data and not only pulls the workout data but it applies a conversion factor on your workouts to turn time into steps huh so to give you an example of how that works one of the one of my coworkers, uh and i think he is currently at the top of the leaderboard um bikes uh, several times a day. I think he bikes into work every day and then bikes back home. Okay. The conversion rate in the app for time on a bike into steps is a thousand steps for every six minutes you're on the bike. Wow. Uh, hmm. yeah. I'm going to guess that guy is like number one in the company by a mile, unless people are cheating somehow. I think there's there's one other guy who also bikes a lot, and so the two of them are both like right up near the top, and then it uh, it kind of scales down from there based on I think a lot of it is just based on the other kinds of workouts that people do. Yeah, huh? I would have thought they would want to say something about that. Kind of weird. You would have thought they would have said something ahead of time. Yeah, because like. It feels like at that point, the only way to win, if that's your goal, is to be doing some kind of, you know, a highly convertible activity like that, right? Like, you know, a thousand steps in six minutes. I, I don't think you could run a mile in six minutes and do a thousand steps. You'd be way under. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's profitable. <laughs> you know, the, the, I think the only thing more profitable is like those hacks that people do where they would like, you know attach their apple a watch fan. to a ceiling fan or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah so the what does temper it out a little bit is that the other side of the prize structure is that um, you get entered into a raffle as an individual for hitting certain of the milestones along the route so the more milestones you reach the more raffles you get entered into and then at the end it's just they raffle off prizes so as long as, you hit, fair, yeah. as long as you hit the end goal, you're entered into the same number of raffles as the people who have, you know, a million steps at the end of the 40 days. 
Yeah, okay. That seems more reasonable. Right. So it balances it out a little bit, but in terms of the team competition, it's a little de- demoralizing. It's like, well, you know, my all of my team is just walking. So we're uh, we're hovering in a solid like fifth place. Yeah. That's pretty good, I would say. Yeah, I, years and years ago, my company did like a walking thing with pedometers way, way back where they gave everyone one and you had to track your steps and all this sort of stuff. Uh-huh. You can tell the fact that I said the word pedometer shows that this was a long time ago. <laughs> but we haven't done one of those in a while. Um, although my company is doing some like uh, mindfulness and like yoga classes that you can sign up for for free. Um, okay. I haven't taken advantage of any of that, but maybe I would. I hear they're giving out yoga mats as part of it. That's They're nice. So, you know, cool. it's been, yeah, I, I would try it. You know, I, I do think it's weird though, that it tracks your workout data kind of surp. I don't know. It's not surreptitiously, I guess, but it's still kind of weird. They didn't say anything about that since that seems to be the primary way I would expect to win. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so, right? I don't know. Well, so we'll, we'll see how it shakes out at the end of the month. Yeah. I hope your team uh, does well. Thank you. And if people want to tell us about their weird workout schemes, uh, where can they do that, Michael? They should send us an email to podcast at weweregamers.com. Uh, we'll do we'll do an email dive when Andy comes back, maybe. Yeah, one of these days we're going to get to it. I'm fairly certain we have a few ready to go. So, Yeah, they can also uh, follow us and message us on the socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, where we were gamers on those places. And you can find us on your podcasting app of choice. Yeah. And you should also go check out our YouTube. Yeah. Our YouTube is youtube.com slash at we were gamers. Uh, follow us on there. Um, high quality stuff on there every week. So. Yeah. Go check it out. Oh, um, as we're transitioning out here, Michael, have you, uh, did you finish reading the new Dragonlance novel yet? You know what? I have uh, I have delayed starting it. Um, I'm still on the fence about uh, whether I want to read the ebook version or whether I want a, a physical book. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I have I'll have a physical book at some point. Yeah. Um, I have the entirety of the the Dragonlance catalog, but all of my books are paperback. Ah. Uh... So it's a. I'll I'll probably break down and read the ebook version because I I think I have most of them in ebook as well. But I you know I was still a little on the fence about. Well, usually it doesn't take them too long to put out the paperback behind the hardcover, so maybe I'll wait. Yeah, I imagine it'll be six months or a year. That's usually about how long those things go. We'll have to see. Okay, I just wanted to check in on that. Um, and similarly, have you read the the Sanderson stuff that came out for the um? The Kickstarter? I think the first one of those came out, right? The first one of those came out. Um, I also got a set of physical copies of those, so I'm waiting on my physical copy. Ah, nice. Okay. Um, I I I have the ebook, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah, Yeah, they're a little behind on their shipment of this first book, um, but they're they're supposed to be getting more books in here pretty soon and, and start up shipping again, so... Uh, but I did read his other book, um, his mainline book that just came out recently. Which, in the meantime, which one is this? Uh, the Lost Metal. Oh, okay. I haven't read that one yet. That's the Wax and Wayne dude. Yes. So that's the end of the the Wax and Wayne arc. 
Okay, I'll have to check that out. I liked those two stories, so I'll have to figure out, uh, remind myself what happened at the end of that one. <laughs> yeah, if you go to, uh, I think it's the the actual the official Coppermind wiki, which is the the wiki of all things in the the Sanderson verse. Um, there are there are light and also detailed recaps of the first three books. Solid. Yeah. So go through those. That's that's what I did because it had been a while since I'd read the first three. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was real fuzzy on on plot points. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go do that. It's just a one-off, though. It's not the start of a new trilogy or something. No. So I think I think the idea of these books were that they were going to be three story arcs. Um, so there was the the first story arc, which was set in uh, kind of the distant past. Um, and then right. they, it jumped forward in time to the Wax and Wayne arc, which is kind of like Old West kind right. of a setting. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's supposed to jump forward into the future one more time. Mm. And so I think there's going to be one more sort of like more more sci-fi, maybe futuristic arc. Um, same world, like same same set of special abilities. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is some kind of bridge to that, I'm guessing then. Yeah. Okay. But it's it's a you know, it's a great story arc in its own right. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh I like his stuff. Uh it's usually a pretty easy read, very chill. Yes. All right. Well, catch you folks next time. <laughs>